What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Spiritual Gangsters podcast. I'm Teresa, your host, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Whether you are a new listener or returning listener, we really appreciate it. Um, I'm here with my great friend and amazing co-host, NY Patriot. You want to say what's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Not much. Uh, just figuring out what to say because the intro always kills me. Oh, I, yo, I, I really, I hate to say it. I really hate doing intros. To it's the worst, right? Oh, my God. It, you know what it is? It's because it's honestly, in my opinion, it's not too authentic. Yeah. It's like I mean, I'm saying something because I'm supposed to. Right. It is and it isn't. But you like know. who wants to hear you start off like, yeah, so I got so and so today and we're talking about this. I mean, it wouldn't bother me, but most people probably don't like that. Right. A little bit of a soft lead in. But uh, yeah. I wanted to make sure that I mentioned a couple things. We are now on Rumble. Well, under your account today, but we're going to have a spiritual gangsters Rumble happening soon so we can post all the uncensored stuff there. The stuff that would normally get picked up by YouTube and give us strikes. We don't want that. So we're heading over to Rumble for a bit, but we do still live stream on YouTube, which we are live right now today. Um, And we do have audio and video. So if you're a listener, please check out video formats. And if you are a viewer, please check out the audio formats. So you can hit us up wherever, anytime. (laughs) Yeah, I do want to add just like right now uh, when we're streaming live. We're streaming uh, to the Occult Rejects because there's already like 500 subs on there and more people watch it. But, uh, we, you know, we do have our, well, this channel has its own rumble now. And yes. we will eventually going forward be sh- live streaming to that. So definitely check out the rumble account too, which uh, I'm assuming you'll add to the link tree. So. Yes, I will. I just made it this morning. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to You know, it's funny. I was going to message Helen and be like, yo, can you add the rumble to the link tree? And I'm like, wait, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Teresa does her own. (laughs) You're too too good to do your own link tree. I see how it is. I see. Yeah. Well, I know I have, I have, I have added to it now, but she did set it up for me. That's nice. Helen's the best. Shout out to Helen, obviously. Um, Yeah. So I am pumped today to talk about a really interesting topic. Something that's always fascinated me and I've wondered about. So I had to get on this returning guest um, and my friend Jahan Satur of the Boundless Authenticity podcast because he is well-versed in all things past life and ancestral memory. So welcome, Jahan. Hey, thanks for having me back. I yeah. thought I annoyed the shit out of you last time. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I loved your story last time. And uh, you and I chat on uh, on Instagram quite a bit, share information, which I love. 
Um, and that's how we got to arranging today. So I'm pumped that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. So like, what is your uh, experience in past life? If you're a past life therapist or how does that, like, what's your title in that regard? So let me just uh, reintroduce myself. I am an accredited cognitive behavioral therapist, hypnotherapist. Uh, I deal with nutrition, mindfulness, and uh, occasionally I dabble with past life because it's a, uh, it's, you know, everything to do with the subconscious is my gag, really. So past life is a big part of that. And um, I really started with it in 2017. I was trained by Steve G. Jones. And it just it opened up new doors for me. So I was like, wow, there really is something to this, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I've had myself um, past life regression and past life reading. So those two things were really interesting. I think I did that like... I want to say 10 years ago, around there, 2013, 2014, around then. And uh, yeah, it was just really interesting. I found that it connected some dots for me. Um, But I've since wondered, like, how real is that? You know, like, is that really legitimate, like, past lives? Or is that more like ancestral memory passed down to generations? Here's a question. How real is it not? That's true. (laughs) I mean, it could be. But I don't know, like, is it me remembering that, that that happened to me? Or did that happen to, like... Or is it like you just remembering the DNA strand that created you? (laughs) Right. And I'm thinking it happened to me, but it didn't actually happen to, like, myself, right? All right, so let's do some theory then. Um, I love it. He says, yeah, he even got something to say about this. Um, I, what, I what's his name? You, what's your rooster's name? That one, that one was Wendell. Like you can tell. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, they God. they all have a different. You're uh, like a dog barking. Your, to their voice. Yeah. yeah. Like you see now, that's Robbie. Um, so I told you in our last interview about the subconscious self sabotage stuff that when it comes to the subconscious, it's connected to all that is everything, everywhere, future, past, present. And there's these different belief levels. And so there's four of those different levels. It's the core belief, which is the stuff that we get from childhood. That's the zero to seven stuff that everybody talks about that we misconstrue as childhood trauma when it's really just information. It doesn't have to be traumatic. Um, then there's the genetic level, which comes after that. So that's well, it has, to be tra- it has to be traumatic if you want to sell that you can fix trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have tons of unresolved trauma, and for thirty nine ninety nine a month, I can help you with that. <laughs> you know, and you're going to start me off on this tangent because it's, it's bullshit because it's a lot of people are like, um, like I get other professionals say to me, oh, I just can't seem to figure out what this person's block is. And it's like, because you, you're trying to pin something that happened to them on childhood. Stop trying to manufacture issues for your clients. <laughs> Just yeah. deal with the problem. <laughs> Thank you, sir. But anyways, <laughs> so we go on to the genetic level after that. And so that's where the programs are carried over from our ancestors. And it's added to, the, to our genes. It's, it's literally coded into our DNA. And um, those are the things that are stored in what's called the morphogenetic field around the physical DNA. It's the field of knowledge, essentially. 
and it tells the DNA what to do in certain situations, how to act and how to react, react to act in the way that you have before, right? So you also have the history level, which is past lives and deeper collective consciousness experiences and stuff. And so that's usually the level that you're working with in regression. So what is past life regression? I can hear them saying um, <laughs> it is a timeline based version of hypnotherapeutic regression. So what is a regression? I can hear them saying it's when you return to a period of history that you had some, I guess, emotional value attached to before. Mm -hmm. Like you remember because you remember how you felt. It's the emotion that hard codes everything into your DNA, essentially. So when you ask me a question like, is it real? Why, you know, I can't say. I can't say if it's real or if it's not real. Uh, I can only talk about my own experiences. There are people who will be like, oh, well, I was Buddha in a past life. And I just kind of want to slap and be like, no, you weren't. No, no, you but then there are there are people who embody that energy don't get me wrong I just well you know what you know what i feel is a is a difference and I, I almost feel like what we were talking about last night with the chakras i could almost see this going along again with like you know i guess like the ego sphere that we were talking about um people sometimes i think will go into past life regressions looking for knowledge and sometimes people go into past life regressions looking for just uh, another, I don't know, identity to take on and feed their ego. <laughs> like like you were saying, like, oh, I was so-and-so in my past life. Where another yeah. person will just, like, not really be caring about that, like, actually just wanting to connect dots. And you know what I'm getting at. I, I feel uh, there's two different types of ways to look at it. I think people feed into it that way. Yeah, there's the new age perspective and then there's reality. It's yeah. what's actually going on. And so when, we're not going to deal with the new age stuff. And let me explain for people what the new age is. The new age is a cult mentality that borrows or steals, rather, truisms from every other doctrine, discipline, and way of thinking. Psychology, hypnotherapy, past life regression, physics, quantum mechanics, you name it. New Age steals those things in order to funnel the direction that your consciousness grows into that which is most useful for the global cult of disempowerment. That is my definition of what the New Age is. Yo, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was I really good. liked that. You hit it on the head right there. Oh, so, man. yeah, you know, so when you're, when you're talking about is this real, was I Jesus in a past life, those kinds of things, there's a lot of people who, okay, here's one perspective. Maybe, just maybe, out of the billions of people on this planet, you happen to run into the one person who was Mary Magdalene in a past life. Doubtful, but maybe. maybe. And then there are people who have incarnated, just to use that uh, terminology, because I, I can't avoid not using it. Mm -hmm. Um people who have agreed to come back to this planet to do certain work and resolve certain things as a person who has the knowledge of, let's say, Mary Magdalene or Jesus or whoever, because of their the level that they were at 
in a previous lifetime. It doesn't mean that they were, but sometimes when the subconscious sends you information, it's so vague that it's like, Jesus, and then they think, oh, I was Jesus, but that's not really what it is. It's, they're recalled, maybe they were alive in that time period, um, you know, talking about a guy that allegedly was around a whole lot of people, did healings, a lot of people witnessed his work. So even if they didn't, there would have been chatter and like um, traditional forms of relaying information, like gossiping and sitting around a fire and stuff like that. And people would get emotionally involved with these stories. And so they remember things. And so sometimes it can just be uh, an anchor, essentially, to, oh, yeah, Jesus was there. I was there in that time. And people will be like, oh, I was Jesus. And, you know, that's kind of the way it works. You know who so Leo Sagami is, uh, Jihan? No. Uh, at one point, he thought he was like Jesus Christ reincarnated. Maybe this explains that little <laughs> little time period <laughs> in his life. <laughs> There's a lot of people that kind of take on that um, energy. But I don't want to get too too far into the, the spiritual stuff where yeah. it's like, oh, this person's an ascended master. Like Everybody can't be an ascended master. Yeah. It can only be like a few people who can hold the vibration of that energy, which means they embody those qualities. They aren't actually that person. And that's where a lot of that kind of stuff gets really screwy and doesn't make any sense, you know? Yes. That's a very good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I, oh, how... yeah. Also, before you start that question, no. sorry about that. I, when, you, when you're talking about an experience of a, a higher level being, like, let's say somebody says, oh, I'm St. Francis or something. Uh, again, it's more of a recollection of information, collective consciousness, of certain type of wisdom that they're being triggered to look into that for some reason. Now, a lot of people missed the boat, so I wanted to follow it up because of what uh, you said about the egoic aspect of it. Uh, so many people do get into this and they haven't conquered their ego. Their, their ego is really the only thing that's talking in their heads, and these are the people that are talking to spirit guides and Jesus and Buddha and all these weird shits, and like you can tell that something's just wrong with them. You know, <laughs> they don't really have any spiritual fortitude, so to speak. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, how did you even like get into studying it? Like, what made you want to study this thoroughly? When I got obsessed with the subconscious mind, I feel like it was inevitable that I would run into this. Mm. And so I used to take a lot of classes and um, I was in a lot of different circles in the, like, I guess the new age community and stuff. And so Steve G. Jones came up and I was like, oh, maybe I should try some of his classes. And then I just like, was like, oh, okay, let's try past life regression. And uh, fortunately it worked out good for me because it changed a lot of my um, perspective on things and, and for my own regression section, I saw so much about who I was in a past life that it completely changed my opinion on a lot of different things. Really? How so? Can you expound on that answer? So story time. Um, yeah, I want to start. My <laughs> very first past life regression. It, the, the way that it was done was I was placed on a timeline and I was sent all the way back to a random time period. And what I saw was a past life on another planet. 
that looked somewhat like Earth in terms of the flora and the fauna and things like that. But the sky was pink. And there were no clouds in the sky. There was like a central sun of some kind. And what I did was I was in some kind of a position of military authority. I led a group of, we want to call them soldiers, just for lack of a better word. And we patrolled a village and kept that village safe. And I had special abilities. Now, what does the hell does he mean when he says special abilities? Uh, there, because it was a different planet, there were different types of beings. And what they would do is that they would attack this village uh, under nightfall. And I like to goof off. I like to walk around the perimeter and just like lollygag and do all kinds of different things that I shouldn't be doing, climb buildings. And I, I had a little relationship going on with a young girl that was like the servant to the head of the village and they, they would keep all of these servants in a tower at night so i'd crawl up there and wait till everybody was asleep i'd crawl up the side of the building and sit in the window and talk with this one particular servant romeo style and basically <laughs> nice. and um so we just have a lot of good chat and stuff and i could see myself doing all those things and then one night i was sitting in the window and i saw a fire start up and it went from small to oh shit very quickly. So I had to scramble down the side of this thing. I was like, I was thinking to myself, already I was, okay, so let me explain this. So already in the past life regression, I was getting an emotional sense that, oh shit, this is my fault. Right? Because um, one thing about past lives is that people don't make up the emotions that they feel around these things. It's not that they're experiencing something and reacting to it because you don't automatically start crying when you see a television show. Well, I hope you don't. I hope like <laughs> your ability to regulate your emotions isn't that bad. Then you just start crying, you know? Hope so, so people don't make those emotional responses up. So that's how you know it's a real thing. And I could see myself running towards the village to try to get people out there because I had a sister there. Uh, I had other family somewhere around there. I don't know what happened to them in that past life, but I remember I went to get my sister to safety because she was very little and I could see her face and it was actually a friend of mine that I'd known a few years ago that I hadn't spoken to for a while. And then um, I was busy getting other people out of there and we were trying to take them into like a, a forest type area and there were these beings that were running towards us attacking us and stuff like that and so i actually was able to see different abilities that i had like i could put my hand out and send energy at them and it would freeze them and they would stop momentarily and then i guess like others would like chop them and stuff and keep them, like <laughs> physical uh attacks on them yes. basically kill them off and stuff and i i had to resist the impulse to say okay this is far-fetched you know i had to resist that because i realized as well that i was feeling emotions around these things i felt as if i was really there experiencing this thing for the first time again so i started to understand that there was more going on than just that and so what happens is that they take you to a high point 
in the regression, and then it takes you to the point where you died. And so when he takes me to the point that I died, one of these beings, I was busy looking back at the tower, screaming, cat, cat, because that was her name, trying to get her attention, trying to tell her to get out of there because the fire had spread to the village and it was spreading and almost close to the base of that tower. So I was trying to get her attention and there were, I could see people looking out of the windows and stuff, wondering what's going on. It's like, in the middle of calling her name, one of those things came up behind me with these big claws and smacks me across the face. And I spiral into a pit of quicksand. And so I continued to call her name until I died. And so I suffocated to death. That's so sad. Right? It was very sad. And I felt I, I could actually feel the pain of that. I could actually feel myself suffocating and all those things. Right? Yes. So when I came back out of it, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. That's fucking bullshit. What is that? You know, like what kind of weird sorcery is this? <laughs> but then I became to understand all of those things over time. I was, like, I was like, okay, you sold me. Sign me up for the course. Let's go. <laughs> it sold me. And um, two weeks after that regression, I was scrolling through uh, social media and Facebook suggests to me, you might know this person. You remember those? You're going to be like, you may know this person. Yeah. And I see the face and I see that girl. <gasps> and so what it, what happened was it led to me unpacking a lot of things that happened in my life. I was born directly from that lifetime into this one with unresolved karma, as, as they say. Mm. Unresolved bodily issues. I was born a very bad asthmatic. Now, listen to how I died. I died in quicksand. No. My first word was cat. My parents would be like, say mommy, say daddy. I'd be like, cat. (laughs) No, what the heck, man? So, yeah. So that's kind of how it works. And I was fortunate enough to unpack that, me and my first experience with it. And I had other, um, plenty of other regressions, actually, where things lined up in this lifetime i dated a girl once and she would do weird things like we'd be sleeping in bed at night she'd do weird things like get really frantic and just grab my hand really tightly and hold on to it and i'd be like would you have a bad dream or something she'd be like no i don't remember my dreams and it would just continue to happen over and over and finally the relationship ended because it sucked let's be truthful it sucked ass and um i just couldn't get along with her most of the time yeah and um what i realized is that i went into a past life (laughs) some sometime after that not immediately after so it wasn't fresh it wasn't like i was still seething from it and in the energy of it or anything it snuck up on me and i saw myself again in a position of authority a, a guard in what looked like a Victorian time setting. And basically she was the wife of one of the royal family members. And we were screwing around behind everybody's back. And it took me to a scene where I saw her and they were walking down this carpet during some kind of a ceremony. And she was trying not to make eye contact with me. (laughs) And, um, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. Oh, now. okay. <laughs> well, not really so much, but <laughs> Game of Hoes, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but anyways, 
so I realized that that was my connection to her. And um, another kind of attack happened on that. Um, I can't even figure what to call it because it, it it looked like a community. It looked like a well-organized colony of people. And then all of a sudden, like, arrows are being shot and all, and I get shot in my chest like this in center here and she gets shot in her back and um it was my job to keep her safe so again that's my anchor point to that lifetime i was supposed to keep her safe but i was keeping her real cozy um apparently behind everybody's back i was keeping her very 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 cozy and so there was a lot going on between me and her that nobody else knew about and we both died but before we died she was laying face down in a pool of her own blood dying and i was laying next to her because i was trying to get her to safety and i remember crawling over to her and she grabs my hand tightly and just the same way as she did when she was laying in bed with me. what the right? heck and so because i was able to make sense of that I realized that we had a lot of unresolved stuff going on and I realized that she was remembering that because when we first met, we would say things to each other like, I feel like I've known you for a long time. Why is that? Or things would happen and we'd have certain conversations and we'd be like, I feel like we've had this conversation before. Didn't we already talk about this? Mm. So those two stories give you a good idea of exactly the purpose that past lives serve in healing. Now, there's other people who have illnesses in this lifetime, just like I did, that, by the way, I should mention that my asthma, in any, any kind of semblance of it, went away when I dealt with that stuff. So I, know I, could, eat, I could eat all the things that would trigger my uh, breathing problems and stuff and it happens you know it's like, it's like it never happened yeah yeah that's wild oh my god yeah i don't know like um when i had the i had the regression and reading so i had the two different things and uh the regression for me like it was very difficult i felt i really didn't want to remember a lot of the things especially like when you die like the the feelings you have like around your your death in like past lifetimes that was like really difficult and I was like some of my friends asked me about it after and I was like honestly I wouldn't recommend it because for me it's like it yes it connected some dots and stuff but I was like I'd rather just have somebody tell me like a past life reading it was with a, a woman who you know claims she can connect with the Akashic records and see into like your past lifetimes and whatever so she told me some stuff, which actually made a lot of sense what she said. Um, but again, yeah, it was like um, telling me that I had had a past life like in Venice and that I was some like noble's daughter kind of thing. Anyways, and when I went to Venice when I was a teenager, I had the worst feeling when I was there. I hated being there, which is weird because Venice is like a beautiful, cool place. Right. I was like, why do I hate this place so much? Like I wanted to leave so bad, especially mm -hmm. like standing in the famous like St. Mark's Square. And if you guys probably have seen like a picture of it mm -hmm. um, and like in front of the Doge's Palace, it's called. And she's like, yeah, you probably used to live like right there. 
was like, that makes sense. I did not did not like being there at all. Or like my conclusion at the end of it for me was I feel like certain things you've experienced in past lives or remembering things from your ancestors, it's like it speaks to you in your current life. Right. So like how you, you know, ended up dating that girl, like again, and like the handhold, like you remembered that thing. Or like for me, certain like time periods I'm interested in or uh, civilizations I'm interested in. I feel like those things gravitate to you because you experienced it before. Yeah, there are certain key elements of our lives and, and certain key events that continue to happen until we resolve it. And it, it's just going to keep happening in any lifetime until you do with it. Yeah. But like I've said a bunch of times before, we have to remember that the subconscious mind is doing 95% of the work. We're just a collection of programs. And totally agree it's that. hard for people to hear because they want to honor that egoic aspect, the personality, more than they want to just admit, okay, yeah, all this shit that I'm doing is because of these programs and I yes. better figure out what they are so I can deal with that, you know? You know, I think, I don't want to interrupt you, Jehan, but like, I, I do think like what you even mentioned earlier, I think that is the trauma that happened to childhood. It's, you know, the thing, when we're young, we learn everything from everyone else. We get programmed, like you're saying. It's, it's all programs that I think that as a child we, like, kind of put together. And then, like, the program is based on from there. It, it's I'm, more like a interruption of our... Of our own perception. Soul what they will call a soul contract yeah. what we're here to do we get interrupted in childhood on purpose by the global cult of disempowerment through our parental programming through the different forms of mind control that happen to us through the television through the music through yeah. parental mind control passed on generations of abuse misconceptions about what life is and who we should be all these different things going to school yeah. All that's done on purpose because it's all the subversion of a person's spiritual journey. It, we are, I've been preaching about this for a long, long time. Everything in this world is designed to distract us from who we are at the core so that we never actually reach our full potential. And we continue this endless reincarnation cycle without actually living our true purpose. Because if we made positive change, in just our own individual lives that would eventually bleed out to the outside world. And there would be more than 80% of people that are awake. Um, but instead it's the inverse. It's 80% of people are asleep, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy because we do come into this lifetime with this amnesia, right? And that's something that Fortunately, hypnotherapy has been able to validate. We seem to come in as amnesiacs, professionals at it. We don't remember anything. And um, even more than that, we're so scarred from everything that happened in the past lifetime, even if it's just from how we died, that we don't want to remember anything. We're like, ah, fuck that. But little kids are having spontaneous past life experiences all the time. When you see kids in their in that hypnagogic state before six and they're just running around and talking to trees and weird shit and drawing all the time and drawing things that you've never seen before and talking about you know plenty of kids remember being uh fighter pilots and you name it 
in past lives, they remember because it's still fresh in their minds, just like how I came in and I was saying cat. My first word was cat. I remembered. So they're carrying over and they're in the energy. So the fluoride hasn't gotten to them. The sugar hasn't gotten to them. You know, the TV hasn't shut off their frontal lobe enough times yet. Not yet. And yeah, so, you know, their, their spiritual self hasn't been attacked mm. and degraded to its lowest form. Uh, that's another reason why they pump them full of, I'm not going to say that word because that's going to get you a strike on YouTube. <laughs> you Jabby know, stuff. Pump them, pump, them full, pump them full of uh, darts when <laughs> yeah. they're kids. Sharp and darts. That, that suppresses their ability to reconnect backwards. I think that's why they're getting them as soon as they pop out. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Because that's, that's a part of it. And then you also want to. No, I mean, a kid's like a cockroach. I mean, like, you, you could have a nuclear explosion and, like, you'll have cockroaches and babies left. Like, you don't need, in my opinion, you don't need all that shit as soon as you pop out. You're good to go. Yep. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I remember when my kids were very small, like babies and toddlers, I used to um, love, like, kissing the top of their head because I feel like, you know, the the pieces of the skull are not fully formed yet, so they have the soft spot, right? And I'm like, I swear to God, it's just like their crown chakra is like more open to like the divine. Like they're so, so they're still tethered. It's not fully closed off yet. So it just feel like such a sense of like peace and like warmth. Like when you hover around that area, it's like so sweet and like so innocent and beautiful. Right. I feel like they, they, har- they harbor that connection for a while. A while till yeah. This older. is going to sound really uh, esoteric or whatever, but fuck that. Um, <laughs> so. And this is going well, to look like a cross too. one of the questions in the chat as well. So there's energy that's always coming in through the top of your head at all times. Kids have a very open crown and it's taking in all of this information because what's happening is that once they come in for a long time after, they're still downloading information about their purpose, their mission, who they are, who they were, uh, integrating certain aspects of their energetic body, their subtle body that's preparing them and, and really working in uh, connection with their subconscious and their physical body to upgrade their DNA, um, strengthen their immune response to things. So kids know everything. It's just that it's programmed out of them and it's beating the shit out of them, basically. That's like we were saying, that's why they stick them with the darts as soon as they come in because it's like, oh, no, none of that, none of that spiritual shit for you. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you have all of your soul inside your body? That would be terrible, right? <laughs> and the physical vessel vessel can only hold about one third of it. The other two thirds is out in the ether. But once you cut off enough of that connection, then you can keep them fat, sick, and dumb for an entire lifetime. But anyways, there's a question over here, or something that says, "I've always wondered if mental illness in the form of hearing and seeing stuff, people others." can't okay yeah whatever are they just tuned into different parallels at once yes they are that's what i think they are I think a lot are. able to see all the dimensions all at once that's what the hypnagogic state is all about yeah they're in theta state which is where we work in hypnotherapy in general yeah interesting. I, I do agree with that as well you know what yeah. i find interesting too even like we're talking about the soft spot of the head i mean it does it kind of almost make the shape of a cross. It does. And, and like, mm-hmm. honestly, as silly as it sounds, and, like, I don't know what made me think of it, there was, like, hieroglyphs or petroglyphs that Carl the Crusher showed on my show 
over in Utah. I'm like, some of the people that they are, what we're thinking are people in petroglyphs look like that as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever see yeah, some of them that almost look like a Jacob's Ladder? Just a little bit thicker in the body. I mean, if you look at a soft spot, because I'm looking at one right now on the screen, uh, it looks a lot like, you know, petroglyphs that I've seen just with a real skinny body. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, That is is a fascinating concept, and I tend to agree with you. Yeah. If you look at a cell under a microscope, you realize it's just geometry, you know? Yeah. It's amazing how it's designed, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Microcosm and macrocosm at all times. Yeah, there are no mistakes in this this lifetime. No. Um, I was wondering, Jahan, like, who would benefit the best from, like, past life therapy? Like, who, when in your practice, like, who would you recommend that to? If someone is hitting up against the wall, because let's face it, nobody comes to anybody for self-sabotage coaching or for hypnotherapy or anything unless their shit is broke and they really just can't get it together. (laughs) it's like uh, they're at like a not even at a 10 they're at like an 11 in your life and something's going on Mm -hmm. so if somebody is having problems with like money and relationships and illness i would say those are your top three categories where maybe you need to come in and uh just poke around in your subconscious and see what's going on in there because a lot of people have a sense as to what it is that's bothering them anyway. Most people know. And usually you hit a wall with a person where it's like they they find out what it is, they tell you what it is, and then they decide, okay, do I actually want to change this? No, I don't want to do that. And so you can't really go any further until that person says, yes, I would like to explore my past lives. Yes, I would like to... um, work on what my passion is in this lifetime yes i would like to do xyz until you get that permission you really can't do anything with it yes and then once you have done like a regression with somebody and uncovered like events or traumatic things how do they go about healing it basically i would meet with them a few more times and explore on a rational level the things that they experience because Every situation that you heal from, there has to be positive learning. It's kind of why the other forms of psychotherapy don't work, because it's negative learning. It's this thing happened to me and it was so bad. Well, subconscious mind doesn't know what that is. It doesn't know the difference between positive or negative. And so you're reinstalling those things. So when you get a concept in any hypnotherapy context, you have to continue to unpack, unpack that and figure out, okay, so let's say you had a relationship in a past life if you died slowly in a past life you could have a belief in this life i am dying inside not because you listen to a bunch of corn or something and like that was the <laughs> lyrics or whatever but you know you could have a belief that says i am dying inside because you felt so much energy around that that actually coded into your dna so if a person's having something like that and they come to me i'm probably going to be like hmm, that might be a past life thing mm. or I would I would actually very rarely look at childhood trauma to be honest with you. It's, it, it, it's it's hard for people to hear this, but you actually don't have to look at any of that stuff. You don't have to think of it in that way. You could have a life full of pain and illness in this lifetime just because you have I'm dying inside as a program, yeah. or you could be, just be living a miserable existence because uh, 
if that's the program that you have. Life is sad is the program, you know? Yeah. Um, so we would want to deal with things on a rational level because when it comes to karma, karma is all emotional stuff. It's, it's hardly as people think of it as a, a evil person does this thing and so they're going to get some karma. It's nothing to do with that. It's whatever emotions you have inside of you create your experience and, and dictate your actions. If you have something that's going on that we experienced in a, a past life, let's uh, I mean, let's not say that word. Let's call it divok. The whole thing with that, <laughs> only real ones know. Uh, yeah. With that, everyone who put on face panties, they were in a lifetime where we were all collectively oppressed. And so that's, it's more hardwired in them to have that reaction. So yeah, we can say they're dumb as a bag of rocks if we want to, but there's a lot more under the surface going on in terms of a past life con con uh, context. Collective consciousness experiences coded into us at a history level. And so people need to take time to, and, and I'm going to repeat this again, go over things on a cognitive, rational level to see what it is they actually believe. What are they speaking out? What do they believe that make them charmically take certain actions in their lives that cause them to hit against the wall? Someone could be married to someone in this lifetime that they were married to before, and they're not a good fit in this lifetime, and it causes problems. Maybe this, per this person's narcissistic towards them. Maybe it's a parent or something because they're now exchanging roles in this lifetime. You know, like your mom could be, she could have been a child in a past lifetime and you guys have flipped the script in this one because there's karma that needs to be resolved, but that's the only way that you can do it. So talk therapy is a good bit of it because usually your rationalizations and your self-justifications tell you where the problems are. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Well, there they has the concept too of like soul families, right? Like you have these, I don't know however many it is, like 15 souls or so approximately that you like interact with like in multiple lifetimes. Usually it's your nuclear family or like close friends, right? So sometimes in I, different lifetimes, you'll play different roles for each other. I think it's hard to put a, a number on that. Well, not, of course, not yeah. exact, but. I, I don't think there's a, I don't like, if there's people that are trying to tell you there's a specific number, I would question that because uh, from what I understand, the majority of us, like all of us, the reason we're having this conversation now, all three of us, is because we were connected in a past lifetime. Ooh. Everybody on the planet in this lifetime. I know that sounds very woo-woo. and airy. No, I've actually thought that. Everybody yeah. that you're going to come in touch with in your life, it's because you've done it yeah. in the past before. Yeah. It, like you're almost like just a spiraling mess of stars being flung around together that are just going to bounce around. Yeah, we're <laughs> all here to have the collective experience that we've just had over the past three years. Um together for a reason so the majority of people are what you would call star seeds and things like that so we remember each other like have you ever met somebody that you just didn't fucking like him you're just like yeah, i just want to slap the shit out of this person yeah. i don't even know why that's the reason why you know like they mm. did something to you in a past life and maybe the karma is resolved <laughs> And yo, you know what's funny? I've thought that before because it's like, yo, I don't even know this person. I hate them so much already. Right. I was like, what the fuck that's did they do to me in a past life? I swear to God, I've thought that before. Because it's like, how, how, how do you get like that? Right? Yeah. Or sometimes even meeting children. Like, yeah. what's a child done to you? No, I swear to God that I've like never met before. It's like my friend's kid. And I'm like, 
this that kid, kid is man, evil. <laughs> this, I don't know. It's like a feeling you have where it's like you just don't jive, right? Yeah. You're just like, nope. But yeah, it's weird. Right? Yeah, it's, it's all about soul evolution on this planet. And it's one of the things that I, I kept in the back of my head to talk about specifically. Mm. We are required. It's not optional. We are required to learn and grow and gain wisdom. It is something that we kind of have to do. Otherwise, we kind of screw up the whole matrix, honestly. Like the whole point is to get out of the matrix. Yeah. So people get caught up in those distractions that are just given to us. And many are really just trying to avoid pain. Uh, so then when something major happens, um, it's supposed to balance out the time that we spent goofing off. Like we're supposed to be doing certain things. It's not, you know, you can't, as much as it would be great to just chill out in your house and put your feet up and watch TV and go to work from nine to five and, you know, just have some kids and scroll through TikTok and do all the mundane shit. It'd be nice to do that. But then when major things happen in our lives and we don't know how to deal with it, it's because all of the things that we were supposed to experience in small fractions, we were distracted from that. And so then life has to go, you dumb motherfucker. Hey, right I mean, people don't like to hear that but that's just the way it goes like energy is just trying to do what it's doing consciousness is just trying to reach its selfish little conclusions about whatever experiment it's it's having through all of us it doesn't care how we feel about it you know yeah well it's like earth school right yeah we come, here to, we come here to learn we come here to grow right and if mm-hmm. we don't that's a problem yeah. right yeah exactly Jihan, G- I have a I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Uh, well, just mm-hmm. uh, like an opinion. I, w- I want your opinion on this. And uh, I guess it, it may be a little maybe weird, I guess, for you to answer. Um, but do you think it's possible for people to have their own past life regressions without somebody else doing it for them? Oh, I can't give you an opinion on that. I can give you the facts. Subconscious mind is always trying to get okay. you to come to grips with the contents of it period whether it's past life or present life um and so like i told you before it's always like hey is it okay to keep this thing and you're like what the fuck why am i wearing a dress and you know this <laughs> you know it's like okay that's a past life thing we have spontaneous past lives all the time the yeah. reason why we recognize people that we never seen them before like going through an airport or something that's a spontaneous past life we experience past lives in dreams right Mm -hmm. so we are having all these different um versions of past life recall and once i learned how to do it i didn't need anybody to take me through it i can do it in meditation um yeah i was gonna say i've had a lot of uh either in meditations or just in like magical experiences i've i've had experiences that when people have told me they've gone and gotten past life regressions that i actually thought were like real and legit I'm like, that doesn't seem far off from things that I've done myself. Exactly. But I, I didn't want to start, you know, all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But it, I, it, I have it, kind it, of yeah. just assumed this seems a lot like the same thing. Yeah. If you're and doing, that could be very deep stuff, too, if you're not mentally re- capable for it. it. Exactly. You just took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say, if you're doing um, a lot of work on yourself, eventually you run out of childhood traumas like you run into that dumb shit and you have to come to grips with things that have happened further back you know 
Yeah, well, see, that's even when I stuff all the time. That's even when I got what I was like trying to get at too earlier with like even the programming and the childhood. Like, I know I've used this before multiple times. I don't know if you've ever heard me say it. Have you ever read the Gita? Yeah, you know, like it, sometimes I like using the example of like those people aren't actually physically there. It's his brain talking about I've had my neighbor, I've had my father, I've had the teacher, I've had all these things that has created these imprints of who I am, and now I just want to go back in there and actually sift out what is right for me, what is wrong, like a rewiring of the mind. So I, the mental I, plane doesn't stop showing you stuff. Yeah, it so I, I, I do you think you have to go back to childlike, that far back from when the gears were being created in your mind to work the way it does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even if, even if you are just having a minute and you're like chilling out, your eyes are closed, you're, you just smoked a big ass joint or something, you're like, oh yeah, and you, like stuff doesn't stop coming to you. The mind doesn't shut up. And if it's like, I'd say you do smoke a big joint or something and it shuts off other thought streams, well, then other stuff you didn't hear before is going to come up. You know, so I was going to say that. people who are really great at missing all that information. I was going to say that. I didn't want to like promote. skilled at that. <laughs> I didn't want to promote weed, but I do think like sometimes with my experiences since I've been podcasting and trying to make stuff, there has been times where I'll be stoned and I'll be able to actually focus more on the idea and like if i'm like if i'm making an intro for the show you know like some people be like oh well when you smoke is it really going to help you be creative there are times where i do have to say i felt like it's what was able it helped me shut off the exterior world and actually just focus on the one idea that i had that i was meditating on to create i have seen it work that way for me and not that i'm trying to promote it but it is beneficial for me in ways well, you got to know what's going on in your own life. I can't yeah. tell you what's best for you. But there, I know psychics and stuff that um, finally got off caffeine after hearing me sp- speak about it with so much conviction. Ah. What they were using it for yeah. is to shut off the voices in their head so they can get a break. But I was like, oh, you can turn it off anytime you want to. You <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you can do the same thing. I can, me- I can meditate for a half hour and, and so, do the yeah, same thing. Know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they got it. So they got it that, you know, I was avoiding doing that work. I was avoiding um, my own mental control, you know, having to work with that. So it's it's that past lives isn't something that we can get away from, you know, and we all subconsciously know it. We all know that we reincarnate. We all know these things. We just tend to go with the culture and avoid it, you know. No, even yes. as a kid, I had to, like, assume the reincarnation was, like, a thing. Like, yeah, even, I like, growing up as a Christian or a Catholic, I still was just, like, I don't know. I still think we come back. <laughs> yeah, I want to... Um, I really wasn't to... totally sold on hell that well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if you were like me and, and when I was a kid, I'd be reading. And pre- pretty much I was born in the middle of my mother's spiritual awakening. So she'd be running from church to church, cult to cult trying to figure out what was going on with her spiritual self and she dragged my ass along with her so i knew what was going on and i knew that it was wrong on a certain level and eventually i was like listen i don't want to go with you on sundays and she'd be like why it's like because it doesn't feel right and she'd be like how do you know it doesn't feel right because i just know i just remember it just i don't want to go so eventually i would stop going and i would still read some of the stuff and i'd come and tell her like they said the jehovah's witness stuff was the best because it would be like 
I'd come in to tell her, wait, no, you see this part here in this book. That's not right. And she'd be like, huh? Like, because I remember, right? So I knew, and you're talking about a kid five, six years old, right? So I'd be telling her, this is wrong because I remember that that's not right. And she'd just look at me like, you're fucking nuts, kid. Like, um, so anyways, I want to respond to this thing about, I've always been scared of being burnt. I was born with a strawberry red birthmark on my hand, and I'm always burning myself. It makes me wonder. Well, <clears throat> let's see. I mean, brother, right here. That's a birthmark that I was born with. No way. And it's actually a burn mark that I was sitting at school one day when I was like seven years old or something. I was looking at my hand. And I was like, what is that? I have no idea what that is. And suddenly it triggered a memory of being a baby in a past life in a house. And the, I guess the mother person was ironing clothes. And so it was like a cast iron. So no electricity in this time period. Mm. And she walked away to do something. And I tugged at whatever iron, like makeshift ironing board they'd fashioned and pulled off the leg and it fell and the iron dropped on my hand. And I remember being a baby screaming and crying and hearing the sound of the um, skin burning and smelling the flesh burning and all that kind of stuff. So, I had a strawberry birthmark also for ages, but it's faded now. So I wonder what that mm. means. <laughs> I think way. that um, when it comes to scars and stuff, when you deal with, I don't want to use the word trauma, but when you deal with the emotion that's trapped inside the body and you get rid of it, it fades those scars. I yeah. used to have a scar right here. Mm-hmm. But you can't see it, right? No. And see, it used to be a big scar, and it came all the way down here. Oh, wow. when I, back in my days of being a hellion, I got into a lot of fights with people, and we'd beat each other over the head with chairs and shit like that, so I got cracked right there, and it's a big fucking... Oh, my God. That's gash, and it went all the way up here. So it's gone now, obviously you can't see it. So I dealt with that because I realized what a lot of that stuff was about. Transmutation of energy. Once that disappears... Um, your DNA rearranges itself and you will lose scars and you know, mm. organs will heal and all kinds of magical stuff. That's why it's important that we do this work. Yeah. Jahan, do you think like even just the awareness of past lives is enough to like heal somebody's past into their current life? Like even just being aware yes. of it. Yes. But I would also add to that curiosity is love. Mm. The more curious you are about things in this world, the more you will learn. And so the more curious you are about your own internal world and why you have certain thoughts and feelings, the more you will heal from those things and the, and the greater uh, fragments of your soul you reclaim. So that actually leads me on to soul fragments. Soul fragments can be dealt with in meditation or they can be dealt with in a past life context, like a regression therapy session or something. Uh, a soul fragment is just a bit of emotion that was left behind, lost or taken. Uh, from another person or you can you can leave soul fragments in a place you can leave soul fragments in an object uh, it's kind of like a part of your genetic memory that maybe if an ancestor lost an emotional bit of energy or something in a traumatic situation you will feel that it goes right down the lineage and you will 
I guess you'll have to ask for any soul fragments that you want to be returned to you in this lifetime, if it's necessary for this purpose that you have at this time. It's uh, it's like let's let's use narcissistic relationships. Um, they get off on energetic supply, so you will leave soul fragments with them. That's a great way of explaining because if somebody abuses you, that emotion you feel gets transferred over to them. That's crazy. Yeah. Very interesting. That's a new a new term. I've never heard the term soul fragments before. It really, I work with that shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a dream of someone, it's like a recurring dream or something, and you keep seeing this person, I would highly recommend asking yourself, do I have soul fragments with this person? Mm. And go into some kind of a meditative state. Do you think that could also be like burying memories in the back of your mind that you're trying to forget? Probably. Probably. Yeah, because I've always been thought of like that's kind of like consciousness fractured, which again, in my opinion, would match like soul, I guess, whatever you're saying, because consciousness is is soul anyway, so. Yeah, fractionation of of, um, conscious memory is the same thing as a soul fragment yeah yeah, you gotta call it back to yourself and you have to make sure that if you have anything that belongs to the other person give it back to them as well same thing goes for a place like Mm -hmm. when i lived in pennsylvania i was bound to that place and i was bound to go there because i lived there in a past life so this is another example of how you have spontaneous past lives all the time when you go to places like you said with venice i knew i needed to go there to resolve karma And so I would see places and go places and I remember going to an event in Slatington somewhere and we got lost and I was like, hold on, I think I know where we're going. Just take a left there and we're going to go down this dirt road and once we get back onto the the highway, take the next exit over here and everybody was like, how the fuck do you know this? Like, did you look this up on your phone? I don't even have a phone, motherfucker. Like, I just, you know, yeah. I just know because I've been here before. And that's kind of, wild. But I was like, yeah, that's that's how it works. Wow. And then I think, too, part of it also was, like, trusting it, you know. You have to trust your intuition, yeah. Yeah, because we, I think, are, a lot of people would write that off as, like, they wouldn't want to even say it out loud, like, turn left here, because they were like, they'll think I'm crazy. Or uh, when we get these hits about, certain people people ignore their intuition and it ends up all the time. it ends up being worse for you later <laughs> yeah, i get that all the time you know it happens all the time they're like oh you just don't like anyone and I'm like you're right i'm just like there's a lot of people out there that i can sniff them out <laughs> you're like it's a gift it's a gift that's why it's called the boundless authenticity podcast i'm trying to assess these motherfuckers out that's it <laughs> Fuck, right it's boundless <laughs> That's amazing. Um, have you heard of German New Medicine before? No, what is that? Okay, so German New Medicine is like this uh, thought process behind like ailments and like disease. Um, and I'm coming across it a lot lately, but it's like the idea that when you've had experiences, trauma, whatever, in your life, it manifests as disease in the body. And oh, then is that once- what they're calling it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then once you address the event it helps you heal never heard of it called Mm. by that name that's that's the same concept as what you're talking about you know 
with uh, either past lives or current. I think in in terms of German new medicine, it more so deals with your current lifetime. But uh, I'm not that super well versed in it. But I'm learning a little bit more about it. It's very well, interesting. Yeah. I don't want to diminish it, but what I can say is I actually don't care about finding out what it is because it's <laughs> just more of the same shit. <laughs> yeah, in a different way, you know. Totally. I don't know. I have to learn. Like for me, I'm interested in it just because it sounds it sounds cool. But uh, it's the yeah. same concept, I think. You know. Yeah, it's gonna be the same stuff over and over again. Like, there's nothing new under the sun as we know it. So you know, that's how the same mm. goes. But it is a yeah. Someone in the chat was like, I don't know if they were joking or not, but they were like, I only see future regressions. I was like, future life regressions. Is that even a thing? It's a, it's all, remember I said it's timeline based. A timeline can be in the future as well. You can see fragments of, I guess, infinite potentiality. You can, you can tap into that and you can get information from what's going to, I guess it's not going to be exactly what is going to happen, but mm. you can see possibilities in your in your mind. What and do you, you can you be think aware that certain things are going to happen. You think scrying can do that? Yeah, because I, 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 if, you, if you think about it, all these people that are like you know, f kind of famous as like uh, telling tales of the future, they all were scrying at some point when they did that. <laughs> They were all like staring into something. It was a glass mirror, a bowl of water, you know, or, yeah. or an onyx uh, stone or whatever, you know, obsidian stone. I mean, they're all like staring into like something when they do this shit. Yeah, all of them are doing it, whether it's a crystal ball or a, yeah. a, a lake. <laughs> you know, so you I have wondered if like scrying can possibly, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. Yep, mm. 100%. I think it's yeah. interesting too. Like I keep seeing this concept of like healing things in the past, healing things from ancestors in a lot of TV shows and movies lately, like in the last yeah. several years. And I'm like, why are they giving us the answer though? Like, what? Because they evolve. <laughs> they, they do that. And you know how revelation of the method works. Mm. They have to tell you everything. And so once things on a spiritual level reach a certain point, they also a tap into the collective consciousness surrounding that and they begin to talk about these issues too because they're regular people unfortunately mm. who have regular lives and they're on the same path of growth and and uh maturity that we're all on so they will kind of want to tap into that market to get more views or whatever <laughs> right but they only give you a little bit and that in itself kind of serves as disclosure and awakening for others which it, it backfires because you know, what they really want to do is keep you sleeping, but then they introduce you to all these concepts. So they kind of know that they have to. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll get behind and, 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 you know, you're dealing with narcissists, basically. So narcissists are constantly watching you trying to fit into the mold of your life to keep you on the hook. But I was going to say that this thing here, this conversation reminds me of my ex as well, especially since I'm dealing with ridiculous text today. You have soul fragments that you need to get rid of. Return them. <laughs> Send them back. Take your energy back. I always have random people that will just feel comfortable telling me their whole life story in line at the grocery store. Yes, that happens. <laughs> I've gotten that before. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. How do I get out of this? <laughs> Let's see. 
I made up a story for years when I was a kid. I find out now it's a true place and thing. Oh my God. Yep, that happens. <laughs> All I see are future life regressions. Yes, that happens. We answered that already. Do we fun. still reincarnate if we have learned lessons? It's impossible to learn all the lessons. Uh, we'll still be back here doing some other shit. You can't learn it all in one lifetime or several lifetimes. I hear a lot of people say stuff like, I'm on my last lifetime. I'm like, ha, joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, you think that we never achieve like Nirvana, Samsara, like whatever you want to call it. We achieve it in this lifetime if we're smart. We still have to have other experiences after that that create more karma <laughs> to resolve. It's like you can't just like be like, okay, I'm done with emotions now. Nothing left to see here. I guess. Then you don't know, think like, we're ever re rewarded with like an eternal chill in heaven or reunited with so. source. I haven't God. seen any evidence of that. <laughs> no evidence of that. I haven't oh, seen shit. any evidence of that. Like you could go to another planet, but hey. That's interesting. Like I said, we have uh, past lives and, and present and future lives on other planets. This is very Cloud Atlas, this whole discussion. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great show. Great movie. <laughs> yeah, you told me to watch that movie. And I'd never seen it before. It was, it was good. I had the Stop book. Stop watching for... TV. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be happier. You'll we have to live a little. We have to live a little. I know. No, we no don't. caffeine, no TV. We can live our lives without shit in our brains. <laughs> <laughs> But it is fun a little bit. Yeah, well, it was really explaining no. exactly what he sex. said, though. That's fun. Go what? You say? I said go have some sex. That's <laughs> fun. Like, you know, go do True. something else. Go jump off a bridge and like skydive and do fun shit outside. Live your life. Amazing. <laughs> Too funny. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, Jahan, like... Um, as a parent, I know, well, you're kind of like a step parent, but uh, what can you do to like not inflict this on your children? Or how can you help them like with their past shit? What do you, wait, wait, rephrase that question. <laughs> As a parent, like how can mm -hmm. you support your own child through this sort of thing or not inflict further karma or is that impossible? It just is gonna happen because you're a parent and child that's such a strange question it's like if you, how do you keep your kids safe from the matrix is what you're saying like yeah, just don't send them to school in the first place if you just woke up and your kids are in school well oops you gotta undo that like kids always understand that's the biggest fear that parents have they're like oh you're gonna get upset because their friends are there it's like so what just because they don't go to school anymore they can't talk to their friends what kind of fucked up relationship is that in the first place like they can't call them they can't snapchat they can't what what are you telling me? Like, your kids can have friends. They're not supposed to be socializing at school anyway, dumb dumb. So, <laughs> you know, but that, but, you know, on the flip side of that, that's what it's for. Because Fritz <laughs> yeah. Hader said in like 1920s sometime that humans are not social beings. As long as you put a bunch of kids in a group together or put a, a group of people together, the herd mentality kicks in and they're stripped of their individuality. So that's what school is for. So, you know, kids are very spiritual. Kids know more than the average adult about what's going on on that level. And so you've got to leave them alone. Keep them away from the television. Keep them away from the music. Keep them away from 
um, sugar and caffeine and chocolate and all these different poisons that go into their bodies and strip away their spiritual connection because they will figure it all out on their own. According to John Taylor Gatto, it takes about 100 hours for a kid to learn math and English, reading and writing, and nothing more than that. And they will learn it on their own. I watch how, I guess I can call her my kid now, I watch how she is with things and she does all of it on her own. She learns cursive on her own. She learned to read and write on her own. She learns, uh, she, she wants to do the times tables. She wants to do mathematics and stuff, but she wants to do it on her own time and she does it on her own time and she's way smarter than I was at that age, mm. you know? Um, oh, yeah. Kids have their own internal compass and they need interactive learning to evolve at the rate that they're supposed to evolve at. You have to remember that we turn into infantilized adults because of all the distractions. And so the goal as a parent is to make smarter kids than you were. If they're doing the same stuff that you're doing, your shit is broke. I'm sorry to offend any parents out there, but if they're following your lead, no, no bueno. They're supposed to be taking authority in their own lives and learning and growing at their own pace and coming to their own conclusions about things. Mm. You can't even force this on them. Just leave them alone. They know what they're doing. They have the blueprint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to have to discipline them and stuff, but that's your responsibility to put them back into line and let them know that that thing you just experimented with, that wasn't right. That was wrong. That's going to throw you off target. And they be like, okay, I get it. And go along, you know. Some kids are tougher nuts to crack. I mean, who knows what programs they have from past lives that they come in with that they need to do certain things to find out, but you just kind of got to leave everybody alone and let them do their own things at any age. Until a person says, I don't understand this, I need help with this, leave them alone. Because you're just gonna, you're just messing with their free will. And the entire, that's why I go on so much about the television and stuff, because that strips you of your free will. Your limbic system is who's watching the TV, not you. You're not enjoying it. You're watching, even if you're watching a comedy or a horror or something, your limbic system is going, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening? And all this stuff is getting hard-coded into your DNA, and it's like you're just creating more karma. Mm. So it, it, there's a lot of it is, that I don't talk about is on a very spiritual and not just a biological level that it affects you. It, it's, it's screwing up your whole trajectory. So the less of that stuff you watch, the more you will realize what's going on on the outside world because you're constantly in communion with your inner world your spiritual self so keep your kids away from as much of that stuff as possible so that they can interact with the environment and learn on their own kids are constantly downloading stuff constantly i think there was a comment here about adhd or some other kind of mental something uh i could probably just be making that up but i think i saw it as i was scrolling very fast but that energy is still coming through your head. Those energy streams are still coming in through the top of your head, even as an adult. Mm. But we get really good at ignoring it. But that is how we get information about things. You can know what's going on outside without ever turning on the news ever in your life. You can meet people somewhere in the jungle in Costa Rica that know more about the world than you know from watching CNN for 30 years. Right? No, for real. Yeah, I agree right? with that. So if you look at people who whose development hasn't been inhibited by conventional uh, things in, in the culture, as soon as you are participating in the culture, you're in the cult. I mean, that's a bad position to be in. 
it's a disempowered position to be in. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to hear. I have had a taste of that, like, because um, what you're describing reminds me a lot of like the mentality behind homeschooling, you know, and like not putting your kids like in the system, so to speak. Um, and homeschooling is a lot about allowing the child to kind of develop in their own time and space. But as a fully like educated slash indoctrinated adult, it was hard for me to accept that. You know, I, because it's for you. The unschooling part is for the parent. It's not yes. for the kids. Yes. I had a very hard time being like, <clears throat> so you mean I don't have to like give them like a hundred worksheets to do and like they don't have to, you know, be learning like this certain language thing or this certain math thing by this age. Like it's okay if they learn it next year or in five years. Like it really and doesn't it's okay matter. We're learning too. Yeah. It, <laughs> right. Um, and it's interesting too. I find a lot of very successful like entrepreneurs were homeschooled because they just focused on like their niche. They're in touch with that part of themselves that they're like, I really like this. I'm going to pursue it, study it. And they just bypass all the bullshit. It's like a fast I was homeschooled track. until I was about seven years old and I was way beyond the scope of all the other kids. I was like 80 years old yeah. compared to the other kids. That's so funny. You're, you're always doing them a plus by taking them away from the system. Yeah, it's interesting. That was my uh, my divoc experience with them. I pulled them <laughs> out and I was yeah. like, all right, we're gonna try this. Admittedly, they're back in regular school for my my mental sanity, not theirs. <laughs> well, you, maybe you got some stuff you gotta do around that. I can't, I can't tell you what. <laughs> no, every situation is different, but I think that was a really cool conversation. Uh, NY, do you have any other questions for no, I asked about them. this? I asked them. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. So it was a good chat. I yeah. thought it was really liked cool. A lot of that. Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot actually. I never knew about soul fragments, so I'm gonna have to look that up after. But, um, Jahan, do you want to tell people about where they can find Boundless Authenticity and where they can find more from you? Oh, yeah. They, you can find me on anchor.fm slash Boundless Authenticity. You search for me on Spotify at Boundless Authenticity. You can find me. You can email me at selfsabotageinfo at proton.me. And you can also check me out on Instagram because I massively shadow banned. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes when you're saying this kind of stuff. True. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, NY, for joining the discussion today. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find your stuff? Uh, yeah, I have, um, I have my show, The NY Patriot. And the occult rejects uh, both on all major podcasts, uh, also on YouTube, uh, streaming to Rumble now, uh, like we are now, and uh, yeah, and BitChute, and yeah, find all my stuff there. Amazing, yes. thank you. Um, just to everyone listening, thank you so much. If you found this interesting, please share it with a friend, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>